We are back with God Hates Jags, and this is our season one finale. Shimmer Patrick and I made it a whole year. I'm really proud of us, guys. Uh, so this is, I don't know how much having seasons helps our podcast, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a season one finale. Hooray, guys. Hooray. Hooray. <laughs> Bittersweet. One Bittersweet. God Hates Jags has a one in 15 record, but things are looking up. Uh, God and God hates Jack got us Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence. That's we how you did gotta, it. That's how you got to look at these things. Yeah, that's what I said. Um, yeah, and Urban hired basically everybody, anyone and everyone. Some people only lasted a day or so, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I've lasted jobs even less less amount of time. Not for the same really? reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I've quit some jobs after one shift. It wasn't so. for the same reason, though, Sean. No, 100% not for the same reason. Just putting that on the record, I've never had to leave a job yeah, for the same reason not. as Chris Doyle. Hopefully not. If the question is... I'm looking at our... Uh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at some pictures of our coaching staff. I don't know if you guys have seen the, all everyone's face. Senior defensive assistant Bob Sutton really looks like Mike Pence. <laughs> You're not selling me on him really well here. Yeah, I know. I was like, what? Let me look yeah. at him. I'm looking if it this up was real not quick. Bob a, Sutton. Uh, if this was not a strictly an audio podcast, it would be cool to uh, try to flash the picture and you guess which person oh. it is. Ooh. He looks like Pence's cousin. Like Bob Pence. Yeah. <laughs> no, you guys are giving this guy. Bob Sutton looks like uh, like an old American Ivan Draco. No. Like a not <laughs> Russian version at all. He does look like a bit like a gym coach, a little. Uh, why are we talking about Bob's? No one is going to look this person up. But he does, he's got a bit of a pence in him. I will say, yeah. the most depressing is uh, like right after they announced that we're signing him and like, you know, you go on social media of some kind and like all the fans of that team like the guy that he like he used to be on the Kansas City Chiefs. So like all the Chiefs fans were like, "Ooh, sorry, Jacksonville, like horrible hire." Yeah, that's always sad, you know. I'm like, "Fuck, man, I just want to be excited about all my coaches." Has I don't that mean- been happening? Yeah. Oh yeah, some you know apparently like because Bob Sutton was the like defensive coordinator for a long time when they had a really bad defense. Um, like you know all the Seahawks people were like Daryl Daryl Bevel, like "Ooh, you know Marshawn Lynch, you know that thing yeah, in the Super Bowl." That's tradition. Yeah, I know. Like, I do it when, you know, like, uh, who signed Todd Wash? Where the fuck did he go? The Lions. Detroit. Yeah, with Mark Brunel. That's weird that they both went there. Yeah, obviously, I did the same thing. I was like, you know, oh, damn, y'all. Like, RIP for the Lions fans. So, but he had every a fandom downgrade. Does it. Like, he's in a defensive assistant now. He was, a, he was the head defensive coordinator, and now he's like, like, if you know how, like, the president, they have uh, basically, like, uh, positions if this person dies like Todd Wash is like 11th on the <laughs> Lions defense and he was first you know uh, the the next what was that show with Kiefer Sutherland where he, oh. he took over 24 <laughs> the, the, no. no no he was the the last man next. standing or something there's a name for it I'm drawing a blank yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah I know I <laughs> there is a name for it. You can definitely tell which one of these guys used to be football players, though, by looking at them. Uh, well, unless they just got old. But I'm going to say defensive quality control coach Patrick Riley 
Hey, Patrick. A football player, yeah. yeah he's probably a good guy. It was called Designated Survivor. Designated Survivor. <laughs> Zero yeah. idea what you guys are talking about. I don't think it's still Good airing. to know. It was a, it was a key for Sutherland show. So we got rid of Todd Wash. That was great. But then we signed a Todd Washington. So it feels like something tricky is up here. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to Google this guy, but there's no uh, images of Todd Washington. I found he uh, was a former Jets uh, on the former Jets staff, but he's on the he's assistant offensive line coach. So at least he's on the okay. offensive side of the ball. I typed in Todd <laughs> Washington, and the like sixth picture that pops up is of Todd Bowman. What the fuck? Really, Todd Bowman <laughs> making a comeback? How did he show up in the in the Google search engine? I can Todd assure you, it's not. Uh, in total, though, Urban hired I think thirty. He has a 30-person coaching staff, and uh, I was looking up coaching staff uh, because I went on a rabbit hole trying to figure out the scouting department for Oh, the yeah. Jaguar. I forgot about uh, that. Yeah. So I think the question was essentially, uh, do they bring in their own scouting department, or do they fire some or change positions around? And I was uh, kind of shocked to find out that uh, not only is the entire – scouting department uh coming back but the majority of them have been there for like years <laughs> like <laughs> that sounds you know. dave caldwell years like some of these people have been in the scouting department since the team started and it makes you question like <laughs> how useful are they really if these people just sort of have part blood uh, yeah right why like scouting department who do they report? I mean, obviously, they report to like Urban Meyer, report but to, I looked that up too. They all report to typically to the GM, so they all basically report to Urban. But um, the main three guys are the GM, the director of pro personnel, who ours is a Dewan Polk. Um, I've never heard that name. He's the <laughs> I guy thought who I read... like looks at professional players, like uh, free agents, okay. contract situations. And then the other guys. Great, great grandson of, of James Polk. <laughs> I don't think, I don't. Little known that. fact. Okay. <laughs> Top 40 president. Uh, and then they have the uh, director of basically college scouting. Like that's the triumvirate typically, right? But there's only mm, like five actual scouts and then a couple directors and a scouting associate and a scouting assistant. So the whole department's about 14 people. I was going to say, I would think there'd be like 50. No, <laughs> but apparently. One for every state. Yeah. <laughs> without checking like the Go to Alaska. NFL teams, it's pretty standard. You would think these people would have so many, but it does vary. Like all these teams structure their organization in completely different ways too. Like, uh, I found some funny uh, coaching positions. Uh, the Chiefs have a statistical analysis coordinator and a sports science slash conditioning coach. The uh, uh, Giants have a director of performance nutrition and a performance manager. <laughs> uh, it's like that one just sounds like you know, you're b making sure the players eat the right food. That just feels like 
a when chef. your mom forces you to like eat your vegetables as a kid. That used to just be called like, Team Chef, you know? Yeah, just like, <laughs> eat this. Get out of my favorite line. 49ers have a seasonal offensive assistant, but do not have a seasonal defensive assistant. Damn. Seasonal. Oh, I'd like, okay. They need I'm, more help on the offense. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But what time do they need that help? I guess it's yeah. seasonal. <laughs> yeah, I feel like most <laughs> coaches only. I feel like you can give it any job title. I wonder if there's uh, – we'll have all offseason to look this up, by the way. I wonder if there's like a cap, like a salary cap, I suppose, for your coaching staff or if that's totally up to the owner. But it has to be fair because every team has to be, I, I guess, allowed the same – like no, salary to no, spread across their coaches. It. Coaches think have no. It. It's, it's all about. Yeah. And the the different owners have different priorities. Like some owners will prioritize winning above all, meaning they'll spend whatever. Versus others will go. I just want to make the biggest fucking profit, and won't spend the same amount of money as say like the Patriots to get whatever facility or things they need in order to do so. Or that maybe they think that winning is worth the money that they're spending, which probably true. Yeah. yeah it shows statistical analysis coordinator. <laughs> hey, if it wins you Super Bowls. True. Super Bowls. Urban already did a good job convincing Khan to hire 30 other coaches. Like, I'm sure some teams don't have 30 coaches. So Khan did or yeah. Urban get a good job being like, hey, I need every single one of these people on my staff. We have twice as many coaches as scouts. So it's like we don't care who's here, but like once yeah, you're once you're here, we're, we have a I lot of coaches to like. Too, though. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna just hire a bunch more scouts. Yeah, well, I actually looked at it. I can only find data from 2018, but the average was 24.8 or 24.2, somewhere in that range for as of 2018, the average staff. But it went from like 30 to 14. Like the Patriots have way less coaches than other teams, I think. Um, so I saw the Steelers, the 72 Steelers, I think when they won the Super Bowl, had eight coaches for the entire team and look at how many we have now. Yeah. So just like the difference of, you know, what your staff can be. We should have like five times the many Super Bowl trophies then. Okay, so we'll have uh, 24 Super Bowls. In can, I give you, can I give you guys an update? <laughs> yeah. Got to give you update. an update here. So as we're recording this, this is uh, for you know when people listen in the future, this is the day where the Jags have been tweeting all day the letters that are slowly spelling out Teal as primary, which I was very disappointed in you guys. I, I texted you out earlier. I thought you were going to be like, hell yeah, Teal primary. And you, you guys were very just kind of like, all right, so. I, just, I felt like, why do they need to send out a code? You know? Because it's fun. <laughs> it keeps everybody busy all day. There's you know, be cool, like, so uh, many months of If they did that and it spelled out Trevor, I'd be excited. <laughs> <laughs> but like teal? I mean, Teal's, yes. It's such I a big deal. I prefer that they wear teal. But you know what would be cooler to me? A big sort of hype video of them in teal fucking people up. That would do it more for me than like, I'm going to guess once they get to the T and it's all nice and done, they're going to have a cool video pre-made for it. Okay. But 
I just want to uh, bitch and moan for a second. So I've been like refreshing watching this happen all day. Okay. And you know, like I think once it got to the like A or something in primary, that's when like the first person on Twitter like you know realized what was going on. Um, and then they spelled primary, and then everyone thought it was going to be L for teal, but then it was S, and then they spelled out is. So I was like, okay, it's teal is primary. And there's been no rhyme or reason. Like sometimes they'll spend like 20 minutes in between posts. Sometimes it was like two hours and we just got the L for, for teal. But before that, the I and is was three hours ago. So like, I don't know, now it's 945 where I feel like this isn't maximum social media, like getting presence and like, you know, like likes and clicks and all that. So they just, and then everyone thought maybe they're just going to like drop Wait, the whole so what teal. what letter are we on? We, they just got, so three hours ago, they got the I for is, and now like two minutes ago, they just got the L and teal. So they still need that. I don't that. understand. Were they spelling teal is primary or primary? Yeah, well, what about the rest of the letters? Well, we still have to get the A and then the E and then the T. We'll finish it off because they've been doing it backwards. Oh, backwards? Yeah, because if you just did teal to begin with, then everyone knows exactly what that means. But by doing it backwards, people got to kind of, you know, like. So they started with a Y? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so they've been Wait, doing so it backwards. teal is I primary. like this even more now. <laughs> that's what they've been spelling out. <laughs> so convoluted. What it's if that's very, all just like, a coincidence? Oh my God, no, it's not a coincidence. It's a fucking it's a cipher. A, <laughs> don't a, forget to drink your oval tea. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're definitely getting there. It just makes me mad how, like, I don't know. They, they had no rhyme or reason. Now it's way too late to announce it because it's 10 at night. So I feel like that's just a bad time to announce something like that. I mean, you're still talking morning. about it. They got you hooked. Well, because I'm talking with my two friends on a podcast. Normally, I would not be doing I this. Just I thought, just like, <laughs> all right, so they already had primary. What if it was just Tila's primarily gone from the uniform? <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of jokes. Like when it was just like is, everyone's like, does not say like black is still primary or you know some kind of variation like yeah if they trolled us on this but is it's definitely happening but it also made me say like pretty much anytime the jags post right around 904 but it's not on 904 or you know the time i'm like ah oh, like missed opportunity i feel yeah. like like yeah. we already I think, discussed how basically they told urban to like say 904 all the time like if they're gonna try to keep that branding going they gotta keep it real oh consistent. yeah He's replaced saying Duval with yeah. 904. They don't let him say that. Because I don't think he can, like, form his mouth to say a Duval. I, it's just, I need him to say just, like, Jacks once or Jacksonville. Like, it's okay to call it that sometimes. You know Another the missed opportunity is the Jags on Twitter only follow 786 people. I really feel like they should be following 904 people. They're almost there. <laughs> Just get there for the number. I think that you know. Is your pitch to take over Jaguars? Do they follow us? <laughs> I do. They do not follow us. We should follow. Oh, follow I can't them. get them. I, I try to get oh, them to uh, acknowledge us, but it doesn't happen too often. What's the name. The, the name's a little yeah. uh, it throws people off. But oh, also, what a horrible L. So uh, Lavisca Chenault's like nickname for himself. I don't know if he gave it to him, but like what he uses on social media is too live. That's like his branding too live for the L they did live two. That was, so they just reversed it, which doesn't make sense. They couldn't think of anything else with an L besides uh, fucking up this guy's like, you know, branding for himself, trying to make some extra money. 
Hey, they're promoting his brand. They give and take. Yeah, it's give and take. You gotta give, you gotta take. But either way, that's the uh, the update. We're gonna get the. We're gonna gonna have the T. Jaguar Twitter. Thank you. (laughs) Brought to you by Sean. They're gonna Uh, give us the T at midnight when everyone's asleep. Wait, real quick. Are we gonna have white pants or black pants? Well, yeah, that you can choose. In cryptic tweets, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's gonna be on. Backwards. That'll be on Instagram. That'll be the primary uh, is white. Yeah. Backwards. But uh, if you didn't know, Patrick, the the ruling for jerseys is like at the beginning of the year you have to announce like what your primary jersey is. That just means your tops. So like if your home is teal, then you have you can't wear any other color more than three times, kind of a thing. But bottoms you can wear whatever you want. You don't have Why'd to. Why'd you like, single me out there? Why do you have to say Because you asked. You didn't you, know. We know you didn't oh, know. No, wait. Like, <laughs> obviously. You, you said, like, did they announce? Uh, I don't know. I didn't want to, like, talk down to you, but if you generally didn't know, I was just saying, like. I definitely already knew that, Patrick. Yeah, what the <laughs> so fuck? some teams, like, we usually unveil, like, the official uniform for that week, like, every week. Whereas the Chargers, like, I remember they posted their entire. Jersey. I love, I'm a big Jersey guy. I like all, I like that stuff. They announced their entire jerseys by game, like before the season even started this year. And I thought that was cool as hell. I was like, hell yeah. Tell me all the small details. Oh yeah. That is cool. I like that. So um, back to uh, uh, the coaching staff for a minute. I don't know why I didn't bring this up, but I was, I was surprised by how many coaches were like former college head coaches. I thought there'd be more, but Charlie Strong was a former head coach at Texas and USF. This Chris Ash, who we hired as defensive backs coach, was the head coach of Rutgers for like the last four years. Uh, our boy Bob Sutton Sutton's. was the head coach of Army from 1991 to 99. What? I'm going to go out on a limb and say Bob Sutton's a hard ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just guess that. Uh, and uh, may he rest in peace. Uh, Marty Schottenheimer, who passed away this past week, uh, son Brian Schottenheimer was never a coach, but interesting fact, he was the backup quarterback at the University of Florida behind one Danny Warfel, oh. Heisman Trophy winner, oh. and played for Steve Spurrier, which is basically uh, obviously he had a connection with his dad, but. I think he worked as like a graduate assistant on Spurrier's staff and got his start coaching there. So really interesting facts about that. Oh, that's interesting. Good fact. Good fact. We're like, loaded in our, our defensive backs and secondaries. We've got a cor- well, a corners coach, a safeties coach, and just a defensive backs coach. Yeah, they have a coach is for good. like <laughs> Every yeah, like we have a specific nickelback coach, which is you know, like really? I don't know, you're still just yeah, like you're still just a cornerback. Like, yeah, you might you know, you're like how you're many in the nickelbacks spot. are on the team? Like three? Usually like two, one, and then like I guess you know, somebody that could like DJ step Hayden in. Hayden and has been our nickelback. Yeah. Too. It's weird, like he has his own specific coach. Not just I like we use nickel a lot though, because there's we're I mean, going to if we hired a whole position of coach. Yeah. Um, that seems strange. Like, you don't hire, like, <laughs> slot receiver coach. Maybe you do. I don't know. I, uh, I also heard – I'm sorry, Sean, some people 
talking about how we have outside linebackers coach. That's Zachary Orr's title, former Ravens linebacker. Uh, but outside linebackers coach, is that going to be coaching the the ends like Josh Allen and uh, Chase on if they're going to be um, standing up, rushing the passer, are they going to be part of our outside linebackers? Are they going to be under our defensive line? But the whole four, three, three, four battle, or, you know, I guess debate of whether we're going to run that. I don't think it really matters because I think every team kind of runs a mix of that right now. But I mean, the more coaches you have specified to one position, whatever, I'm all for it. Yeah. I'm really excited for, uh, our tight end coach, his name is Tyler Bowen. He was the Penn State's tight end coach for a long time. And, like, I don't know, just this one article I found by some Penn State guy, his, like, first sentence for him leaving is just, I don't like this. So, of, like, the coaches, this guy seems to be very, like, I don't know, I read, like, he could be really good. Like, he's uh, the, like, second best tight end after Kyle Pitts this year is that Pat Freermuth guy. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Freermouth. You know, okay, that, that. So, like, this guy is that, that he was that guy's coach. Okay. So, like, a lot of you know, so just basically means every mock draft now in like the second round has that Pat Vermouth guy coming to us. It's a that's fine. Fire mouthful, you know. Vermouth. So, yeah. Doesn't seem like Kyle Pitts is going to be likely. So, that's no, dude. I've seen mocks of him going at like seven or eight. Yeah, he'll be long gone. That happened two yeah. years ago with Hawkinson, but Hockey. Pitts is a different animal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's a gator. It's true. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Yeah. That was... Well, <laughs> I think we do have to uh, talk on, as the season ended about a week ago, it ended with the Super Bowl. So I feel like we got to talk about my man Tom Brady here for, for a second. So let's talk a little little Super Bowl recap. More like super bored. Yeah, overall, it wasn't the most entertaining game. Uh, but at the end of the day, Tom Brady is now the most winning winningness team in football history, which is kind of crazy to me. He has more Super Bowl rings than any other team. Like, that's just... But that's my boy... That's impressive. I think Leonard Fournette had a case for... Uh, obviously, they had to give it to Tom Brady. But yeah. I think Leonard had a case for MVP. No, he did it. <laughs> yeah, what did he do to get? I mean, he scored a touchdown. touchdown that was great. They were yeah. up by twenty, or it felt like. Um, it was just like a, a big fu to the football world. Uh, Brady basically just saying, "I'm the greatest to ever do it." I mean, I have legit respect for the Bucks' uh, defense. I mean, they're the ones that I think if you could give a whole yeah. MVP to a squad. But I you mean, don't think that he had an effect on why the defense played that way? You're sure. Crazy. Like he, yeah. the calmness I'm sure they felt knowing they had this guy at quarterback probably helps the defense. Sure. Man, there was like some of the players were saying the pregame speech in the locker room that Tom Brady gave was like the speech to end all speeches. And like, I don't know. I wish I want to watch that speech. I want to know what he like said to these dudes to fire him up. But I'm mostly just excited they won because the boat parade, that like the Super Bowl parade, Tom Brady, dude, I'm living for Tom Brady now. The toffee, the toffee, the toffee. <laughs> did I say toffee twice? Toffee. Did it? He meant to say trope. <laughs> yeah, 
the they trophy were toss. Around. I think you wanted to say trophy <laughs> toss, and you the went trophy toss. Trophy toss. <laughs> He's just so excited. <laughs> I, it was. I was. I sent that to someone. I was having such a good time watching the both. Thank God you didn't give a pregame speech. <laughs> yeah, I should not be in charge of the trophy toss. Trophy toss. The trophy toss was absolutely amazing. Like. Oh man, they were partying so hard. Drunk Tom Brady getting help with like just to walk. That never would have happened in New England. So part of me feels no, like he hasn't, he hasn't gotten hammered like that in a decade. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, this uh, was one present to himself. There was some video I saw that, you know, someone posted like in the comments of the, the trophy toss toss video was like he was on like Jimmy Fallon or something one time and they had like a ch- uh, beer chugging contest yeah. and Tom Brady like just annihilated it so i've heard it there's like legendary stories about he doesn't uh he beats everybody so brady can unleash yeah did you saw his combine photos coming out of college he was he was pounding some beers he was also the backup quarterback the majority of college you know i bet that's a good (laughs) that means your job is to just drink and the backup quarterback probably does pretty good on the college campus and to the people Yeah, yeah, or play. <laughs> to the people hating on Tom Brady for being drunk, like, they get a fucking life, dude. The guy just won a Super Bowl. A and, like, yeah, he just won his seventh Super At Bowl. At age 43. Yeah, he can get drunk if he wants to. You get drunk just because it's a, a Wednesday. So mind your own <laughs> business. Yeah. Uh, and I did love how he just tossed that trophy, like, so cavalier it was like i have i have seven of these <laughs> do you think that was yeah. like the lombardi trophy or was that just like you get one to like have on the parade and your team gets one to put in the stadium i'm pretty sure that was the one because uh did you see the story how the daughter of like one of the guys that designed the trophy which is a very basic trophy if the guy could have designed it uh she like was mad and demands an apology for like how they treated the trophy the daughter? yeah the daughter of like one of the guys that designed it it was why definitely does the, like why does the daughter deserve an apology because she <laughs> just knew she would get mildly you know famous for a day online yeah but, she's trying to sell yeah, a book everyone was like get the fuck out of here lady like i can understand the designer of the trophy or but the he said she couldn't sleep for two days straight. Good. She was so in <laughs> shock how they mistreated the trophy. Good. Who cares? Yeah. I don't. I will say, about? yeah, they, they could probably use a redesign on the trophy. I mean, you can't right now. It's classic. But, like, it's pretty boring. But also, they should just rename it the Lombrady Trophy. Lombrady. I like that. <laughs> Yeah, will get his like, award name eventually. The Stanley yeah. Cup, they get to chug beer out of it. That's cool. For real, dude. <laughs> That's pretty badass. Does the MVP have an award name? Like, um... No, but it should be called. Well, he didn't Why win that many. call that the Tom Brady Most Valuable Player Award? The ben. Super Bowl one or the regular the MVP? Super Bowl one? MVP. Well, we uh, already yeah. know who the MVP, MVP one, is. Though. The MVP. My uh, man, Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> uh, what did you say? Uh, the MVP, what? the Nickelodeon Valuable Player Award. Oh, uh, my Mitchell. God. Okay. Hey, that was fun. I enjoyed it. I will be watching the Nickelodeon broadcast if they do it again next year. I just what like about the, all uh, our former Jaguars players and assistants that won a Super Bowl? 
as well. Jadon Mickens, uh, Blaine Gabbert, Fournette, Leftwich, props to them as well. It is great luck to have a former Jaguar quarterback be your backup during a Super Bowl. Great luck. Mm -hmm. That's how Byron got one. That's how Mark Brunel got one. That's how Blaine got one. That's how Chad Henney got one. <laughs> the list goes on. Yeah, is there – I think – is David Garrard? No. The David only, Garrard. like, him and Bortles right now are the two, like, biggest <laughs> quarterbacks we've had. Bortles is the only one, I think, who went to Super Bowl and lost. He was the backup to Goff, wasn't he? Uh, no, not that year. Not that year? No, that was 2018. He was still on – that was – he was with us. Yeah. But he's got plenty of time. He's, <laughs> he has backup, plenty of time to come back and be our backup for Trevor. Uh, from Not necessary. Shimmer, do you have any of the uh, – did it? Did any of us – like, you sent me $2. I don't know what that means in, in the prop bet stuff. Like, who – did oh. we do good? Did, uh, I don't know. Did you write anything down? It seems like a thing that you would have written down to tell us right now. So uh, I do have it, but I don't, like, have it. Uh, I did not have it prepped. <laughs> oh yeah, Just put it I on wanted the spot. to take my winnings and put it on the Jags to win the Super Bowl this year. Um, I don't. How do people bet? I'm still. I'm. I'm learning the stocks, but I don't know. I, how uh, do I just put money? Some guy on Twitter like put two fifty to two hundred and fifty dollars on the bucks and like made ten thousand off of it. I think he like, did at the start of the season. I bet. Like I would have done that. I think he did it just time. now or something. I bet. No, he couldn't have won if he did it just now. Uh, before the game, I mean. If he took the bet out before Brady signed with the Bucks, I bet the payout was a lot better. You know? Maybe. No, maybe uh, that's what it was. I thought he, like, just put money on the game, like, you know, right before the game. But maybe that okay. was, yeah, he did it at the very beginning of the season. That would make more sense. All right, so, so like, we did some Super Bowl bet parlays. Uh, unfortunately, you can't do prop bet parlays. That means we didn't have to get every single one right. Uh, so we had to put in individual dollar bets instead. This still um, is all over my head. I don't think Patrick <laughs> understands it either. But individual bets for all of us. Okay. So the first bet was what color will the Gatorade shower be? Uh, and the color was blue. Uh, none of us got that correct. What was that? I don't know. I don't think I know. Uh, Sean and Patrick picked lime and uh, I picked orange. Uh, the second question was um, what will it be, heads or tails? Uh, we had Sean and Patrick getting it correct with heads. Patrick and Sean each won 95 cents. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> uh, I got it wrong. I ended up being the only person to lose money because uh, I thought it was a different, completely different kind of bet, and I didn't want to whale. <laughs> How much did you lose? I changed so much. I, like five dollars. Nothing. Oh uh, shit, dude. That sucks. Uh, is what it is. Um, it was my idea. I had to go through with it. <laughs> okay. Uh, the third one was: Will the weekend? Uh, nope. National anthem over under two minutes three seconds. Uh, Patrick and Sean both got the over correct. I got it wrong. You both won a uh, a dollar there. So I was timing that shit like man when it started. Out. Like that she lady rehearsal. destroyed it on guitar 
But then the actual anthem, that country dude, that was horrible. Yeah, it was weak. Uh, um, okay. Uh, will the weekend test positive for COVID? We all went no and won seven cents. Um, That's it? That's it. <laughs> will Tom Brady? Yeah. I mean, the odds were <laughs> fairly obvious he was not going to. Um, will Tom Brady throw an interception? Uh, Sean um said no and won a dollar 30 and i said yes and patrick also said yes so sean's the only he, one who won any money on that one didn't he throw an interception but it got called back uh or am i, I making that finish up the game within it okay i thought he threw one but then there was like a flag on the play or something oh but maybe I'm awesome. making that up. <laughs> Will there dollar. be a successful two-point conversion? Uh, I got this one right. It was a no. And both of you said yes. Yeah, I think I did say it. All right. <laughs> Damn. Uh, will the game go to overtime? Um, Sean said no. He won four cents. I said yes. And Patrick said no and won four cents. Hell yeah, dude. You yeah. said yes. Rich. I said no. I kept changing mine. Oh, yeah, he, was, he was Mr. Opposite guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, also because, like, the thought process <laughs> of we had to get all 10 correct was my initial reason for picking them, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, all right. We'll be more prepared on. next year. Uh, Pat Mahomes passing touchdowns over under two and a half. Sean said under, I went over, and Patrick went under, and you both won a dollar on that one. Uh, Sean's the only one to pick Tampa Bay Bucks, winning a dollar forty. Uh, Patrick and I took the Chiefs. Um, I don't remember your totals. I think I wrote them down. Wait, I feel uh, like I, think you I just... won like eighty-one cents. I feel like you just listed off like I don't know six dollars I won, but I feel like I know where's all dollars. my money. Yeah, where's my money, bro? You also lost three dollars, Sean. Oh, you can lose money. Oh. oh shit, this is news to me. <laughs> Sean did finish the with the best record of seven out of ten. Patrick got six out of ten, and I got three out of ten. Patrick won in total gross profit a dollar eighty-three, <laughs> taking his total from ten dollars bet to a dollar eleven eighty-three in total, one dollar eighty-three. And profit. Sean won two dollars and seventy six cents on his ten individual dollar bets. Nice. All right. Well, uh, I'm gonna yeah. put eleven dollars and eighty three cents on the Jags to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I do want to put money on Trevor Lawrence, like rookie MVP. That's gonna be pretty bad odds, but yeah, <laughs> <but, uh, laughs> you have to probably spend more. To, well, uh, I don't know. But okay, yeah. we'll look. I'm over here optimistic yeah, for a second. Sure, shoot me down. We can put some. Uh, we can put some bets down. Some. I'm. Ah, oh, dude, I'm addicted to it now. Oh God. <laughs> Give me places to put my money. Created a monster. There's like one eight hundred lines for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do have a new game. What do you got for let's, us, Shimmer? Let's hit the game. All right. Uh, this is a brand new game. Um, uh, I thought about it because, you know, um, the Washington football team 
is their current nickname uh, is football team. I love yeah. it. Stick with it. It's great. <laughs> it's truly just, you know, the least creative thing I think you could have gone with. So I started looking at some mascot names and I found a couple colleges with wonderful mascot or team nicknames. Oh, great. <laughs> and I'm going to give you the college and you're going to have to guess that mascot. <laughs> but Sweet. I'm going to give you some clues so that you can figure out what the <laughs> mascot is. And then when you hear it, I'll tell you a little history about how that team was named that mascot. Wow. I love so, it. This is interactive. We're going to learn yeah. something. Sure. Yeah. Just deep dive uh, in the research. Mascot. Uh, do you guys understand the premise? So, for instance, I think so. if I say the University of Florida, the mascot would be just say the Gator. The Gator. The Gator. Albert okay. is his name. Albert. Uh, and here's another example, because I'm not going to use this. If I say Duke, you would say the Blue Devils. But in that case, I would say Duke, a color, and the semi-opposite of an angel. <laughs> or something like that, okay? All right. So you guys ready? The first college is University of California, Santa Cruz. Oh, I know this. It's the banana Ooh. slugs. What? <laughs> what the fuck? The banana slugs? Why do you, you know that? that? That's I a- literally just bought a shirt that says UC Santa Cruz banana slugs. Wow. What the? In Who just buys that? The turn of events. Me. I got to give Patrick the point. Where did jumping. you? Who? He didn't even let me get to the question. He didn't <laughs> even let me get to it. The banana slugs. Patrick gets the point for knowing it right off the bat. Um, in Santa Cruz, uh, known for their uh, beautiful campus on the beach or near the beach. I lost the page. Hold on. <laughs> oh, it's the Pulp Fiction shirt. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> UC Santa Cruz is known for their stunning backdrop and laid back atmosphere. In the 70s, the school's club teams... <laughs> Uh, started calling themselves the Banana Slugs. Later, in 1980, the college chancellor attempted to change the team name to something more legitimate called the Sea Lion, but the students revolted, and in 1986, (laughs) they voted to overwhelmingly adopt the Banana Slug as their official mascot. And yes, it does appear on John Travolta in the movie Pulp Fiction. Yeah. That is. All right. All right I'm so looking gonna... up banana slugs on Wikipedia and the like school, one of their captions for the shirt for the mascot just says no known predators. So, nothing wants to kill the banana slug. Really? <laughs> uh, okay. Well, if anyone wants to know, you can order that shirt on uh, <laughs> lookhuman.com. <laughs> and it's only 12 bucks. So that's why that is a cheap shirt. Look, yeah. That's clearly a uh, store run by aliens. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Banana slugs can live up to seven years. Imagine being a seven-year-old slug. Yeah. That's an I used The stories slug. you could tell. <laughs> <laughs> I assume how it like it travels like a mile in those seven years. Okay. One dog year. Are you guys ready for the next team? 
I think so. I'm going to nail this. Yeah, I'm- uh, you might. Um, the next team, we're going to go to the Ivy League uh, with Cornell. Okay. And Cornell, I need you to give me an adjective first and then a color. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sean's up first, Patrick. Try to, try to keep your excitement down. If you Cornell. Know a color and, or an adjective and then a color? An adjective and then a color. Adjectives. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, descriptive words. So. I'm just like, how do you have descriptor for a color? The, 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 the vibrant greens. Okay, we have the uh, vibrant greens from Sean. Patrick, I need an adjective. I was going to then a color cornell is um so it, it is for sure an adjective and not a verb is vibrant an a adjective. verb vibrant uh, okay cool the what did you say the vibrant green i was gonna i was gonna say the mighty green that's like the first thing that came to my head oh that's actually better than mine <laughs> okay uh cornell is the big red. Ah. Big red. <laughs> uh, just like the chewing gum. Uh, <laughs> Cornell. That's why they named it that. Has been around for nearly 150 years. Does not still have an official mascot or team name. Unlike many universities, Cornell does know where the unofficial big red name comes from. In 1905, a Cornell graduate was writing a new football song. The team had no name and the uniforms were red. So in a moment of enlightenment, he called it the big red team. It's truly an inspiring story. (laughs) Your words or is that from the article? That's from the article. (laughs) Okay. Uh, The next team is also in the Ivy League. And it's Dartmouth. Dartmouth. And in this one, I need an adjective and a color. (laughs) These smart-ass kids couldn't come up with any kind of real name? All right, Patrick, you are first this time. We got Patrick leading one to zero, although uh, it's questionable because you did not let Sean have a chance to answer, but it's pretty clear Sean didn't know. (laughs) I knew it. All right. Patchment. I need a adjective and a color. In that order. In that order. Uh, I'm going to say the Dartmouth Fighting Brown. You know that Brown is another Ivy League school. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> the odds of it being that, probably. Patrick's uh, gone with the Fighting Brown. <laughs> Do we... I took a fighting fighting, brown right before this podcast. I've been fighting brown since we started. We need to wrap this up. (laughs) Uh, The thunderous blues. The thunderous blues. Dartmouth is the big green. (laughs) Ah, Is that what the the movie's named after? Yeah, that's a soccer movie. That's named after the field itself. Oh, man. (laughs) In a soccer field. That's a good movie. Um, I was always confused because the cover of that movie had the kid, the goalie, and he's like getting hit uh, with the soccer ball. Yeah. But he was a redhead. 
So I thought the movie was about him. And I was like, why is it called the big green? If he's like a redhead kid, it should be the big red. <laughs> he was just like the character. That's yeah. right. That's the guy that everyone calls fat kid from Sandlot. Yeah, yeah. fat kid. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunate for him. But um, so the Dartmouth apparently had a, uh, a, a sort of Indian symbol name up until the mid 1970s. However, they thought it was um, not, it was at odds with the school's effort to advance Native American education. And that's when the name The Big Green came into use. Apparently, it's a reference to their Village Green, a sort of monument area on their campus. Okay. Huh. Beautiful. So Dartmouth was woke in the 70s. Catch up, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The next uh, college, and we have a one to nothing that might be an insurmountable league. <laughs> <laughs> the college is Evansville. And from you, Sean, I need a color and something you'd find in a deck of cards. So you are first a color and something you'd find in a deck of cards. The black aces. Okay. Over Patrick. I was going to say the black jacks. Ooh. Ooh. We've got Sean with black aces and Patrick with black jacks. Both good choices. Evansville, however, is the purple aces. I'm going to give Sean a whole point for that one. (laughs) Just so the game's tied up. I make the game and therefore the rules. All right. Where is Evansville? Uh, I believe Evansville is in Indiana. Uh, Apparently, just being called the Aces wasn't enough. They had to incorporate a color. Uh, Up until the 1920s, they used to be called the Pioneers. They changed it to the Aces. And then in the 70s, an artist created their new mascot called Ace Purple. Uh, Apparently, their mascot is actually a riverboat gambler. (laughs) What? What? (laughs) Are they on a river? Uh, possibly. A riverboat gambler, like a person, or is it like a boat? Like a shifty character, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you can look up the picture. Google, uh, Google Evansville Purple Aces mascot. I'll Google it when we're done. I don't want to cheat. <laughs> That's fair. It'll be the yeah. most someone's Googled that in a while. Um, all right. Let me find another good one for you guys. Let me give you something... Uh, uh, relatively, you should be able to get this one. Uh, Campbell University. I'm even going to give you the first two words. I need an animal. The fighting blank from Campbell University over to Sean. Uh, so it's not the Campbell Chunky Noodles? <laughs> not the Campbell Chunky Noodles. Right. That would be great branding. <laughs> that would be. Is it Campbell the Fighting Calaises? That's, I mean, he is an animal, but not the kind. <laughs> I'm going to go. 
I'm going to go Cougars. The Fighting Cougars. The Fighting Cougars. All right. Patrick. Campbell University. The Fighting. Campbell, the Fighting Bats. You're going to go Bats. (laughs) (laughs) That's so our hearing. I don't know why I thought you guys would be bad at this game. Uh, Because Campbell University is so obviously the Fighting Cougars. Camels. (laughs) Camels. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> Campbell fighting camels. <laughs> hey, I at least got the the C going on. That's not creative at yeah. all. I, they are actually the only team in the United States with the name Campbell, which makes them incredibly creative, as no one else has it. Good job. Uh, yeah, because it doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> Their mascot's called, I kid you not, Gaylord the Camel. Uh, the school's located <laughs> in Butte Creek, North Carolina, an area that must be overrun with wild camels. Uh, <laughs> the precise reason why the camel was chosen as a school mascot uh, is stated clearly on the Campbell University website. website. There is still uncertainty as to why the unique mascot was chosen. <laughs> That's what it says on the mascot. It's just, That's there's nothing. Yeah. They play all their games on Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> all right. I've got one more. Um, I think we have a tie game. <laughs> this is my favorite, <laughs> favorite one I have found. Okay. What I need from you is... The nickname for Presbyterian College. Oh, no, no, no. I take it back. I take it back. (laughs) Okay. That's not my favorite. My favorite, uh, I need from you Centenary. The college is called Centenary. Can you use that in a sentence? And their nickname is something you would say when you're introducing a speaker. What? I don't even say the school again. Centenary College. Centenary. Something you would say if you were introducing a speaker. Go ahead, Sean. (laughs) I've never introduced a speaker, so I don't. Like, ladies and gentlemen, here's this person. Like, um, I don't, I'm trying to think of a singular word that represents that phrase. Uh, the centenary, uh, what are these questions? I know fictional teams. I know like the mud dogs from Waterboy. <laughs> uh, You're gonna this, need an answer, Sean. I don't know how to, the centenary sups, like, like what's ups? I don't think that's right. That's what. You, all right. I don't know. Centenary, what's up from Sean? And over to Patrick. Patrick, what I need for you is Centenary. Their nickname is something you would say if you were introducing a speaker. Okay. I was going to say the ladies and gentlemen. So <laughs> I know you said it, but I swear to God, I was going to say that. So. I'm going to stick with that. That can't be right. That's right. That has to be right. Like, what? What kind of... 
Right, just, what else do you say when you introduce someone? Exactly. I couldn't think of anything. Your attention, please. The <laughs> centenary. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Is correct. The gentlemen and ladies. Uh, that is forgotten, but they're not gone. Team from Shreveport, Louisiana, played in uh, Division One from 1959 to 2011. Uh, let's find the nickname here. Okay. I misspelled Centenary so bad trying to Google it that Google doesn't – it says there's no matches for your thing. It's like, did you mean go to sleep? I typed in like Centenary, ladies and gentlemen, but it did not know what I was talking about. Centenary, C-E-N-T-E-N. A-R-Y, President George Sexton, uh, apparently coined the name when a football team had been in a fight the previous game. He sat the team down the next game and told the players, from now on, you will all act like gentlemen. (laughs) That is how the name got stuck. Obviously, in the 1960s, when they had women's sport, the centenary female athletics were known as (laughs) The ladies. I love it. Patrick is your winner of the inaugural Name That Mascot. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm proud of you. Patrick, congrats. So obvious that I I overlooked it. Thank (laughs) you, ladies and gentlemen. I couldn't hold it in when you said the name and then didn't say (laughs) it. Well, that's so stupid. Why would it be that? (laughs) (laughs) It's the coolest one I found. It's a pretty good one. It's great. I hate it. There's a team called the... There's a Green Wave. Tulane. Tulane, yeah. And then there's the Boil Weevils. Did you see that one maker? No, Boil Weevils. Uh, What? Sounds like you're drunk. Boil Boil Weevils? No, it's like a little... It's a little bug. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm, I've been finding a lot of ladybugs in my house recently. As a side note. <laughs> ladybugs? <laughs> yeah, I found like 10 in my house the past week. I bet, I don't, uh, I don't know if there are any ladybugs. There's probably like a bugs and a ladybug, you know. <laughs> That's true. Well, that was fun. I like, I could play that. That was a good game. It was a good game, Sam. Good game, good game. Yeah. We so we're headed into the offseason. You know? When are we going to be back? Post-free agency or pre-draft? Yeah, so I would say the best part about NFL is that the week the the season ended last week but then the new season starts March 17th so there's like a month in a in like a week where there's technically no football so you know we might be gone for our diehard listeners for just a little bit longer than usual we might be off the air for like three weeks but uh, yeah, the new calendar year starts on March 17th, which is also the first day of free agency. And, you know, we definitely got to get the pod in like a week or so before, because, you know, we got to start talking free agency. We got to talk about Alan Robinson coming back to the Jags. Keeping and AJ high- Boye. And AJ. Uh, he's, he's a little washed. They They're both. They, they can. No, I don't want either of them. <laughs> you Shiver don't want Alan Robinson. I just shoot him. Shoot him. Yeah. I shoot AJ Boye. Let's. <laughs> AJ Boya can sign up as for the vet minimum and then fine. Alan Robinson? Alan Robinson has the third most receiving yards over the past two years. Yeah, he's also been hurt a bunch. Curtis Samuel's out there. He's got that. 
herb connection. Mm-hmm. So we'll definitely be on before free agency starts. I like, uh, cause like free agency is the 17th of March, but like legal tampering is the 15th, which I love that term legal tampering. Like, yeah. that's a good it's oxymoron. oxymoron. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Hey, you're not really supposed to talk, but you know, just whatever. Go ahead. We don't care. Which they want all the contracts to sign that. First oh thing. yeah. You know? They want them good contracts. But, uh, so we'll definitely be on before then, but I'm proud of us for not giving up. Uh, this definitely seemed like something we would have just given up on. So, you know, <laughs> good job. Us COVID doesn't is still chilling. So I think as long as it's fun, we'll keep doing it. It's a thing. It's yeah. We can't stop now, right. As we're about to get Trevor Lawrence and hopefully be at least average. So I think we, yeah, we'll see. That. Do I? Some of us, some of us have been rooting for that the, all season. <laughs> I know. So uh, our boy goes under the knife tomorrow. He's getting his cleanup surgery. So uh, keep keep Trevor Lawrence in your in your prayers, in your Herbal wishes, in your dreams. Looking at him on the pro, at his pro day. He looks so good. Yeah, like, he was creeping, dude. Oh yeah, dude. getting as close to him as he possibly could. Yeah. My favorite analogy was like Urban. That was like the equivalent of watching like a dog pee on something to like you know get your territory. Like <laughs> Urban was just pissing all over Trevor. Uh, like, uh, why would anyone else go to that? Yeah, like, <laughs> I guess to get tape on him for when you play him. I guess. Your reason. I mean, I if your boss is like, "Hey, do you want to take a trip?" Sure, free trip. Why not? Brett Martineau drove six hours, and he couldn't go inside. He said on his radio show, like he didn't have access. He was just, you know, they just decided to go. So this man drove twelve hours total to stand outside of the facility, and like never got to talk to Urban, never got to talk to Trevor. He wasn't allowed That's inside work for like, him. It's his job. Yeah, I know, but he couldn't still, even get to Urban. Imagine, no, yeah, he said like Urban, like. I think walked by or something, but like, you know, it was too far away. He wouldn't even talk to... Like, I don't know. He had to leave super early. He had to drive all throughout the night. Like, this man, Brett Martineau, hats off to him. He's working way harder than we are. He's working... I love, like, Austin Lane does, like, their, you know, friend of the pod, Austin Lane. They do their radio show together. Like, Austin works, like, you know, from three to six and goes home. Whereas Brett Martineau does like TV in the morning, TV at night, the radio in the middle of the day. He has to travel for all this stuff. Like the, the differences in how much, which no Artist offense. working man yeah. in the Jacksonville. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't have a couple years of NFL money to spread out. It's so true. Austin Lane. But I feel like, yeah, that that's work. a flex on Austin. Like he just gets to show up and like, all right. Yeah. I'm, so, hey, do you want to come with us on this? No, I'm going home, dude. <laughs> I'm good. He said his, uh, on the last, I was listening from them the other day when he was talking about traveling, like Austin Lane's wife's going to be like a doctor or something, medical school nice. of some kind. So I was like, all right, he's like, he's good to go. Yeah. So if Brett wants that money, he's got to land that herb interview. True. Maybe we'll land that herb. You know, who knows where this, we got three yeah. weeks of, of off season <laughs> to land some more guests. All right. For everyone that's going to be bummed that we're going to be gone a couple of weeks. Our first episode back, we will have an interview with Urban Meyer. So tell your friends. <laughs> so God, tell your friends, Urban Meyer is coming on the pod one way or the other. Or possibly an Urban Meyer lookalike. 
Yeah, something, you know. <laughs> From Cameo. Ooh. I'm, he took That's his Cameo down. Honor. He had it, and then he took it down. This is Furban Fire. I'll, I'll, read, I'll read his book in the next three weeks before we uh, record again. But, uh, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening, for hanging out with us for the first season, 2020 season in the books, 2021 season. Let's go. On behalf of myself, a Shimmer, and Patrick, thank you guys so much. Thank you, and good night. Ladies and gentlemen. Take it easy, guys. Thanks for listening. Combo number five. <laughs> <laughs>